Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Our guest today on Talking Trading is a trading nut. Cam Hawkins from across the Tasman Sea is a podcaster in New Zealand who's interviewed over 150 successful traders. And not surprisingly, Cam and I had a lot in common and a lot to discuss. And although New Zealand is in the international news at the moment for the mosque shooting, Cam and I discussed the markets and observations that he's made about what the top traders have in common, how they view the markets and how they come up with the system which works for them. We also talk about wacky market theories that Cam's heard, as well as nutty ways to cure psychological conniptions with your money. It's quite entertaining. And also in today's show, just as the mentor program is in full swing for the new group of 2019, we hear Louise Bedford on transitions in your life and how to treat yourself when you're undergoing a process of intense learning. Let's hear her now in Mind Power. So many people are so hard on themselves when they're learning to trade. Do you know, whenever you're going through a transition, a transition to a new job, a new partner, a new house, a new area, whenever you are going through a transition, you will find your productivity is hit hard. You won't get as many things done. You won't achieve as much. And you might even find that you take that out on yourself. Now, this is such a shame because really, when you look back, every time you learn something new, it took you ages to learn that thing, to get good at your job, to get good at a hobby, and certainly to get good at trading. I pretty much think to myself, whenever I start something new, I think it's going to be two years where I suck, where I will feel uncomfortable, where I won't know what I'm doing. And it pretty much ties into the fact that when you're learning to trade, it is a three to five year plan. There are no shortcuts other than you improving your own education and your own levels of discipline. That is your shortcut. But it is still at least a year to break even, then a year to get profitable, and then maybe year three to five, you might, might start getting some good money in. The thing with this is in the meantime, you have to be gentle with yourself. Don't expect too much. Don't give yourself that harsh talking to. That can actually mean that you're more likely to quit. Just think that you are in a period of transition. Your actions are transitioning. You're having to look at charts. You're having to work out some mathematical concepts around stop losses. You are actually having to transition from an activity point of view as well. You're having to set aside time to trade. You're having to make sure that you have that space in your life so that those around you do not denigrate your efforts. This is a period of transition for you. So be gentle with yourself as you learn. Tie on in to people who sincerely want you to do well and who care for you and who want the best for you. And before long, you'll be living the trader's life. Well, hello. I am Peter O'Brant, and I just want to say that I listen to Talking Trading, and I enjoy it, and I expect 
that you do too. Cam Hawkins, the podcaster of Trading Nut Across the Tasman Ocean. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Look, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Really happy to be here. Cam, we're really happy to have you. You're like my blood brother over there. We're doing the same thing, speaking to very similar people with similar stories. Yeah, look, I mean, it's, uh, I've got to say I've not really spoken to that many trading podcasters, maybe one other in my uh, many, many interviews. So, um, yeah, it's lovely to be on here and chatting to a fellow podcaster. Cam, my first question to you is, do you trade? Uh, yes, look, I do trade, and you know I'm an aspiring trader when it comes to comes to the manual stuff, um, and I'm I'm more probably into it into the, in the robotic sense, but I'm still working on the manual stuff. So I, I run a little club where I've got a monthly robot that um, that I release a new robot based on a different strategy from from the various strategies that I find and um, strategies given to me by by members and, and other guys that I've interviewed as well and and I release those out to, to guys who are who are keen to do some automated trading or uh, or even just take take uh, alerts from from robots on the charts a robot club yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the traders you've interviewed. It's been over 150. What are some of the common elements that you think make them successful? Well, look, uh, I think it's sort of, you know, that, that everyone's everyone's got a different path. But when you when you do 150 interviews and you you're literally listening to all of them, and, and I don't know how many people out there have listened to every single one of my podcasts, but uh, you do get to pick up some some good. Uh, solid things, you know, a list of three or four things that they, they're all doing when when um, when it comes down to it. And, and also I, I get the insider information where, you know, I have a chat to them after the show, sometimes before the show, and you get a whole bunch of information. And the main things that I find are it, it becomes for them, they, they obviously, they pass that barrier where it's no longer about the money. It's really about the passion. They, they just fall in love with the charts. They fall in love with um, the markets and, and everything about it. And so once they push past that barrier of the money, then um, things start to happen. Like they, they, they start to back test and, and methodically as well. So um, they build a habit. They build a habit around the markets, like a habit you and I have, where you'd be uh, you'd be getting up in the morning and, and, and doing your morning routine. So their habit is around the markets, and that's typically what makes these guys so successful. And I'm reminded of a quote by the charting legend Peter L. Brandt, who's one of my favourite guests, and he said that he's always interested in talking to fellow journeymen in the markets, journeymen who are interested in the pursuit of excellence. That's what motivates yeah. and inspires him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think you know the top traders. Uh, I mean, I could. It's probably another question to answer, but um, yeah, I think the guys, the guys that are that are at the very, very top, and these guys are, are people that you're going to find it very hard to find, are out there searching for the solutions and the answers from from other traders out there. So you know, what can you what can you teach me? What can I learn from you? What can I teach you? That sort of thing. Ken, what do you think success means for these really top traders? Well, look, I mean, I, I think there's sort of two groups that I've seen. One is one is very much um, about the I can make some, you know, I can make a return on 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 my equity now. Now I just need a bigger equity to to be able to, um, or a bigger account to be able to 
make significant return and, and we're just talking about return that's bigger than the bank so you know it could be between five and twenty percent maybe thirty percent a year not hard yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. The these days it's very easy i mean even i mean a few years ago it was you know seven percent was was achievable in australia and new zealand uh, at the bank so to try and beat that was even harder but look there's guys that just they come up with something that it works it's going to beat the banks um, if they've got enough capital behind them, then it can generate you know significant amount of money, and so that's that's one approach that a lot of the guys that I interview take. Then there's another approach, and these this sort of trader, for them success isn't they they get to that point and they want to move forward and they go they take it to the nth degree. They really want to reduce the amount of risk they need to need to put into the market to, to generate a return. And I'm talking, I've seen some crazy, like I, I'm not even going to mention it. They're so crazy uh, results from traders out there that have gone down this path. And this is a path of, of well, as we said before, excellence where, where they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing where they're not happy with, you know, a 50 pip drawdown or even a 40 pip drawdown. They're, talk, they're, they're in the sort of below the 10 pips. And I'm sorry, I'm talking Forex here. And, you know, they're looking at sort of, you know, upwards of, you know, 20, 30, 40, 60, 70, 80 pip take profits. And, uh, yeah, it's been really interesting meeting some of those guys who are in that space and, and the, you know, just the lengths they've gone to to actually get there. So for them, success equals risk, low risk, high profit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was mastery as well. It's it's just mastering it to the point where, you know, you can say, well, I can, I can trade, I can make some money, I can, you know, pot, you know, come out of the market at the end of the year with a positive account versus these guys that are like, no, I'm actually going to work out where where I can get the lowest risk, best return trade. How can I do that on a consistent, regular basis? Craziest theories. What are some of the craziest theories of the market you've heard? Well, look, I mean, I've, there's been some. Intru- I mean, sometimes you get into a, into a role where you know most of the guys are pretty standard, bog standard, but then you get the odd ones that come in. And there was one guy whose theory was. And this is probably the be- it's probably the best episode I've done of the Trading Nut podcast. And, and my old podcast was actually called the Fifty Two Traders podcast. And um, he, he gazumped the Fifty Two Traders one as well in terms of this interview. He, he, he base his theory was the markets uh, or every market around the world was run by the empire. Who the empire was, who knows? Darth it was basically Vader. yeah, it was it was basically the people running the world. And um, and so his theory was people run the world. And they use the markets to to take money from everyone in the world. And this was this is how he based his entire sort of thesis of the markets on. And from there, he was able to come up with you know once again these these sort of low risk, high reward types of trades. And um, and we even did a video afterwards to to show. And he walked me through how he picked one of these trades. And it was all in hindsight. So whether or not he was able to pick it, I, there was no proof, but. Um, from what I've heard, he, he does pick these sort of types of trades with this view that the empire is um, is completely ruling every single market, even the cryptocurrency markets. So that was quite interesting. Um, the other, uh, so a crazy theory. The other crazy theory, which I suppose is quite aligned to that as well. Uh, you know, there's this sort of underlying thing around the markets being manipulated, and a number of guys have sort of come out and, and mentioned that and talked about it. And explains how like uh, there was a massive flash crash at the beginning of this uh, the start of this year, um, and how you know one one guy's theory who had been on the show we didn't really touch on it on the show but uh, I'd read his blog post about it. It was very much hey I, you know 
the banks basically want to take a big chunk of profit at one particular point in time during the year, and this is the time they've done it, and they've just gone and taken everyone's stops out, and they put the market back to where it was at the, at the end of the day, which the reality is that's that's what happened. It, it went, I think, over a thousand pips during the course of one day, and then it ended up like maybe three or four hundred pips shy from where it started off. So um, those are a couple of the crazy theories that I've had from guests uh, on the show in the past. Let's talk about psychology and psychology hacks. What's some of the funniest ones you've come across? Well, I think the the the, the funniest one was uh, when my my mentor actually he he uh, he ended up to get uh, to over, as I mentioned before to overcome this sort of like you know to get away from the money and to get into the into the fact that you're just focusing on the process and everything's it's got nothing to do with the money. He spent twenty minutes yelling at a twenty dollar note that was sitting on his computer desk until he was crying <laughs> and he was literally swearing at the thing, he was red in the face and he was in the house by himself, just swearing at this twenty dollar note and um he it actually worked for him. Afterwards he was like cured of his sort of psychological connection with money. I think he said he ended up going out and giving half of his clothes away to people, homeless people on the streets, um, selling all of his stuff that he, like, he'd spent ages sort of trying to acquire and really just had a completely different view on money after that. Uh, and there was this other guy who, um, right, every time he broke his trading plan, he would give $50, well, I think it might have been 50 pounds, to someone he didn't like. Every time he broke his trading plan. So he had this person he didn't like very much or at all. He's like, if I break my plan, I've got to give him 50 bucks. I think he did it a couple of times. Had to give the guy 50 bucks. Um, so, yeah, those are the two craziest, craziest, uh, I suppose, psychological hacks that I've heard people use. That's very funny. Reverse Pavlov dog. <laughs> so I like your questions that you ask your guests. What other things do you ask them that may be useful to people listening and wanting to learn about trading? Well, I mean, I, I asked them uh, what broker they use, which, I mean, a lot of people out there sort of have these theories around brokers and, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all sort of sweatshops and they're, they're going to screw me over. So I asked the guys that are making money, like, you know, what brokers do you use? So you get a list of brokers there, uh, what trading platforms they use as well. So we get a list of trading platforms. I also asked them about um Cryptocurrency, you know, you know that's always an interesting answer. So where do they think Bitcoin's going to head? Um, theories around Bitcoin and, and altcoins and, and other cryptocurrencies. So that's always quite an interesting, interesting chat. Everyone's got such a different view on it. Um, and sometimes I get uh, I get guys who are just normal man on the street traders out there trying to trying to make it happen on the show and and follow their journey along along the course of a, a period of time. Um, which is really interesting as well because you, you can get some guy. I've managed to get some guys back on who, and in fact, that my mentor now, he was one of those guys back uh, about two, three years ago who um, who came on the show as a struggling trader, found success, and now he's training like over 200 uh, traders on, on what he does and, and his methods of the market. He cracked it. He cracked it, yeah. So just a final question, Cam. Why do you podcast? What's the motivation? What What do you get out of it? Well, look, when I when I first started, I'd, I'd been trading probably for I don't know four or five years before, and I took a couple of years off. And then when I came back, because I'd sort of gone down the wrong rabbit hole, and 
I was looking at all the, you know, had all the wrong things that I was, I was doing all the wrong things. I was like the typical retail trader. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, how can I make this? How can I overcome this? And it was like, well, I've really got to go out there and find the guys that are doing it and find out and ask them the questions that I want to ask them to find out what they do differently. And from there, it's just sort of barrel rolled. Like, you know, I've got a really good following and people were loving the interviews. And I just, I don't know, I just find it fascinating that there are these guys out there who are who are able to sort of get out of the rat race, generate, they're generating income with without having customers um, without having sort of to, to they, they don't have anyone to answer to they, they, they've got no they've got no boss they've got no clients they can make money in the, anywhere on the world where, wherever they want to be and uh, and nobody knows them they don't need to be famous they can be under a rock hidden away and uh, and I just yeah find it fascinating finding these guys and uh, and just hearing their story. So for people to tune into trading nuts to become a trading nut themselves, can what do they do? Well, look, I think I mean as my strap line on on tradingnuts.com says it's it's very much passion before profit. So you've got to be passionate about the market, you've got to be passionate about everything to do with the market. You've got to completely get rid of that those dollar signs. And that's what I've learned. And look, you know, it's hard. It's hard because I even when I you know, find a strategy that's that's good, that works, that, you know, is reliable, that I know works, I jump in too quick. And like it's it's a it's a money thing, right? It's you you've got to be able to take that get that passion so you get rid of the money. And I think I'm I'm getting very close to, to controlling that now and uh which I'm happy about. So I feel I've been I've gone through enough to to be able to get control of that now, so that I'm I'm happy that I'm now pushing the money to one side, and it is very much about the passion. Is there anything you'd like to say? Any final bits of advice, Cam? Oh, look, I mean, I, I think anyone listening who's who's in trading and, and you know trying to make it happen, trying to get to the point where they're making a regular income, a consistent income, they can feel that they're that they're there. I mean, the, the, the average amount of time that the successful trader that I interview, the average amount of time they spend in the markets, studying the markets, calling themselves a trader is seven years. Okay, so if, if you're not at the seven-year mark yet, then you've got to either try and shrink time by getting even more education, uh, more training, just working on yourself, or um, or look, it's you know, or just find other time that you can actually, you know, cram these hours in. I mean, that said, there have been guys that have that have gone out there and within six months they're, they're profitable, but they're few and far between. So just don't put that time pressure on yourself and, you know, know it's going to take a long time to get there. Cam Hawkins from across the Tasman Ocean, my podcast blood brother, thank you very much for your time over in New Zealand and coming on to Talking Trading and sharing some of your podcasting trading experience. Well, look, it's been my pleasure to, to be on the show. Thanks, Caroline, for, for doing the interview. Um, great to be on another podcast and all the best. And stay tuned, guys, next week to hear Brett Warren from Metropole Property Solutions as we discuss the property market in Queensland, Brisbane and around Australia. Talk to you next week. And that's it. 
for this week's episode of Talking Trading. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. So to keep on funding it, we need to get the word out. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation. Want to know the hottest sectors in the Aussie market? Now's your chance. Download my free Hot or Not special report from tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not. That website again, tradinggame.com.au slash hot or not.